Christ Church, New Malden. Sunday the 21st of August 2022, 9.30 service. Jane Davis speaking on Why I Am a Christian. Hello everyone. I'm Jane and I've been coming to our 9.30 service for about three years. I'm married to Tim, who I'm sure all of you know, and a year ago we had a little girl, Sophie, who was baptised here in May. So it's definitely true to say that my life has changed in huge ways since I started attending this church. New husband, new baby, new home too. I joke that Stephen could turn me into one of his advertising posters. There's been so much to thank God for in such a short space of time. But as many of us are testament to, it's been the challenges and the harder times in my life that have really helped me to reflect on the statement, why I am a Christian. I was born 46 years ago on the 24th of August, 1976 at 7.10 in the evening in West Middlesex Hospital in Isleworth. Everyone always feels especially sorry for my mum who was heavily pregnant with twins in the heat of the summer of 1976, as 20 minutes later, at 7.30, my identical twin sister was born. After two weeks of being called Twin One and Twin Two, our names were decided, Jane Elizabeth and Sarah Catherine. Here are some photos of Sarah and I, then and now. There's quite a few, sorry. See if you can guess which one is me. Tim mostly gets it wrong, so don't worry. <laughs> the last one was taken a few months ago. You'll see it in just a second. I turned up at my sister's house and her wife Hannah just looked at me and said, oh, for goodness sake and then walked off and I wasn't sure why and then I saw my sister. <laughs> Being an identical twin is obviously a huge part of who I am and accepting my identity, understanding my identity and celebrating my identity has been a huge part of my faith story. I feel really blessed to say that I have always lived in a Christian home. Although my dad did not go to church and was not from a background of faith, my mum was. She and her family were committed Christians and my parents had been married in the Baptist church that had, was a big part of her life. A wonderful testament to my dad's love for my mum and for us is that although not understanding our faith, he never stopped us from exploring it. My mum and dad are coming to the 11 o'clock service later. And I'm very grateful that they have always put family first and shown me the blessing of close family. Sarah and I were dedicated at about seven months old, as were our other sisters that came along. We were three when our sister Rachel was born, and she was three and we were six when our little sister Victoria was born. Four girls. People often say, my poor dad, but I say, lucky man. The six-year age gap between sisters felt big in our early years, but as we have grown up, and now as adults, those years have disappeared, and it's like we're all the same age. 
I'm so lucky to say that I'm still very close to all three of my sisters. Sarah and I obviously have a particular relationship, but the four of us have been best friends for a long time. I really did have a wonderful childhood, surrounded by close family, lots of family time, special holidays, new experiences, and lots of music and dancing. I can't really remember anything except being Christian. I don't remember a time when we didn't go to Sunday school or when I wasn't aware of God or Jesus. All my memories as a little girl are from the Sunday school that I went to each week with my sisters, of which I have really fond memories. Singing when the road is rough and steep, collecting attendance stamps in the front of my Bible, learning by heart the books of the Bible. Strangely, all the children met miles away from the church and we were not part of the congregation at all. This seems ludicrous to me looking back now and obviously hugely impacted my idea of church. There were lots of children, fun, games, balloons, food, discos. Church to me in the early years was dressed up very much like a children's party. I think that's why I so value the approach to children's work that we have at our church our free service that Nathan and Nathan and Stephen's approach to children's work really does put children at the heart of the church and that really excites me it was in this strange sunday i was in this strange sunday routine until i was about 14 when my sisters and i started our own bible study group that studied and prayed together this felt more like church this felt more real and i started praying regularly and reading the Bible. We got to know the other two girls in the group um, and started socialising together too. This felt more like the church that I had read about in the Bible. Like many of us, I'm sure, I had challenges at school that I know left their mark on me and shaped my insecurities that developed into adulthood. Sarah and I both found school hard. We repeated the last year of primary school while our friends moved up to secondary school. It was really hard watching our friendship group move up while we had to settle into a new cohort of children who were well aware that we were repeating the year. You probably won't be surprised to hear that we were bullied that year and found it hard to make friends or fit into the already established groups. Unfortunately, I don't remember praying about this or even talking much about it with my family or with the school. Although I was by now 11, I didn't yet understand the connection between what was going on in my life and my faith. Other challenges were present too. Loved grandparents passing away and having my first experience of grief, always feeling like a failure at school, having treatment for my skin allergy, which meant I had to walk around school in flip-flops with blistered feet at the same time as wearing a head brace to correct my crooked teeth. Sorry, Nathan, I couldn't find a photo. Looking back, I can see now that both the difficult things that I was experiencing and the successes and happinesses too were really without any reference to God. He definitely was in a Sunday box, and I now regret I didn't pray or really involve God in any of the things that were going on in my life. But if you'd have asked me if I was a Christian, I would have answered yes, confidently. I knew I was loved by God, and I believed the stories that I read about Jesus in the Bible. 
It was when I went to university that my faith started to deepen and the Holy Spirit started to change me. I can remember the moment it dawned on me that I might say I was a Christian, but what did God think? Basically, how were my actions, my lifestyle, my choices measuring up? University was the perfect place to explore this question. I formed strong friendships with all sorts of people, not just girls my age from my single-sex school. I saw others living out their faith and realised that I had indeed been keeping God in my convenient Sunday-shaped box. God changed me a lot over my three years at uni through friendships, and I had a real openness to God and how he might work in me. I was excited by what God was doing in my life and how I was changing, and I was baptised just before I graduated. I feel like this was when I was the most inquisitive and the most questioning about my faith. I finally took God out of the Sunday box and allowed him into every day and every aspect of my life. I realised that if I trusted him and believed what I read in the Bible, my life and choices had to reflect that. Otherwise, what was the point? I still feel like the years that are just after I was at uni was when I have been the closest to God. I had planned to do a master's degree, but God spoke to me very clearly in a church service and told me to go home and teach. I hadn't really any experience of hearing God's voice or listening to prophecy, but I just knew it was God speaking to me. So I pulled out of the course, cancelled my accommodation and went home. When I left uni, I was a little lost. Sarah and I both started attending an Anglican church in Hounslow and it quickly became home. This place really changed me. It was an incredible church to attend and at a point in my life when I was growing in my faith. I learned so much about prayer, worship, responsibility, community. We started attending the evening service and it was here that I first began to have an understanding of the Holy Spirit. I had always sort of ignored it before. I knew about the Trinity, but to me, the idea that God and Jesus, the idea of God and Jesus were much easier to hold on to. I particularly remember Sarah and I singing our hearts out in the presence of the Spirit. It was a new experience for me to feel the Spirit of God, and it helped me to connect to God in a new way. God became personal not just a distant person that I prayed to. I learned to speak in tongues, pray for people, worship with my actions, not just my words, and wait on the Lord. The services became about meeting with God rather than meeting with my friends. This new way of worshiping was really deepening my faith. I was learning new truths about, I was learning new truths through songs and teaching and being challenged about the choices I was making at home, at work, and in relationships. I have many great friendships from that time, especially from the home group that I attended. We really dove into the Bible, grappling with difficult passages and books, spending weeks working through chapters of Revelation and Ezekiel. This group was my support, my accountability, my education, and my fun too. Although this was over 20 years ago now, and none of us still attend that church, we still meet up via video call every month to study and pray. 
dialing in from Yorkshire, Dorset, and here in London. We are currently studying the book of Leviticus. It's taking quite a while. It's why I've been so keen to join a home group here and start making deeper relationships with new friends. Luckily for me, I've joined the same home group that Becky spoke about two weeks ago in her talk, and we are already supporting and challenging each other in our faiths. My faith was exciting me, rather than just being a fact about my life. I got involved with lots of new things, including youth work, children's work for the first time, not surprising, as I was starting my career as a young teacher. God was really showing me what a life with him could be like. But again, there were challenges around the corner. In my first days of teaching, my dad's father passed away very suddenly. And that same weekend, we found out that my mum had been diagnosed with breast cancer. This was a difficult time for our family. But what I remember overall is the peace that I felt trusting that my dad, and especially my mum, would be okay. My mum's health was okay. And although the cancer returned again, and there have been months of chemotherapy and operations, God has taught me so much through my mum's faith just to trust and wait. God's in charge has become a bit of a family phrase. We say it to each other when any of us needs reminding to trust God, which happens a lot. I love my job as a teacher, and I'm really passionate about teaching young children. But this too brought its challenges. About five years into my career, I was rather abruptly put on capability measures by my head teacher. The whole thing was handled very badly and hardly explained. I had months of observations, scrutiny, and not really any support. It was a really testing time, and I questioned my abilities for the first time. I felt really scared about the future. I was a teacher and believed that that was what God had called me to be. Being a teacher felt so much a part of my identity. Again, God drew me closer to him. I was daily trusting God to get me through each hour of the day, at the, each hour of the day at school. But the difference was that this time, I prayed a lot for courage, strength, and integrity. God blessed me with bucket loads of each. And I learned a lot about God and myself through this difficult experience. God was definitely in charge. My outward identity I was very secure in. I liked the labels, sister, teacher, Christian. But inside, I was struggling with my own identity. You see, being a twin is a very special thing. People often ask the question, what's it like being a twin? And I always reply, I don't know, what's it like not being a twin? We don't know any different. In my teenage years, when we were all starting to explore who you are for the very first time, and for me in my 20s and 30s too, because I never really worked it out, both Sarah and I definitely found it a challenge knowing who we were without each other. As children, we dressed similarly. At school, we were often called twin, and we were even asked to cut our hair to help the teachers out. As a result, we both found that as adults, being happy and successful without the other person was a real challenge. God has helped me to see that being a twin 
is in fact a gift from God and makes me special and unique. My relationship with Sarah is something to be treasured and cherished. I'm looking because looking I thought she was here, but she's not, she's not here at the moment. <laughs> she's out there. All this while I was growing in my relationship with God and enjoying belonging to a wonderful church, I was struggling with my own identity in other ways. It wasn't just being a twin. I had other insecurities about my worth, my physical appearance. I can't see the words now. My physical appearance, which were really affecting my mental health. I had always been desperate to fit in, to belong, and to be good enough. Unfortunately, I was shy. I'd been to a single-sex school. I had three sisters, and I hadn't really socialised with boys at all. My faith was growing, but I was feeling less sure of myself. I knew the truth about God's love for me, that he created me to be unique. But I just couldn't see past my own feelings of worthlessness and worried that I would never be good enough or what someone was looking for. Although never diagnosed, I know I was suffering from the eating disorder anorexia. I stopped, let me just give myself a moment. I stopped eating, would get up at crazy times to exercise, and avoided eating in public. For a few years, I tried to pretend everything was normal and wrestled internally with the contradiction I was living. I would sing about God's perfect love, God's perfect creation and great love for me, but then abuse my body without eating. My perception of myself was totally false. Through prayer and support, I sought out Christian counselling, and I now have a much healthier relationship with food. Over time, I've adjusted my habits to be much healthier, and I believe God's spirit realigned my perceptions, my priorities. And if I'm completely truthful, I think I just grew up a lot. For a long while, I was ashamed that as a Christian, I could feel like this about myself, and I carried around a lot of guilt about how much I really trusted God. I should feel good enough. I'm clearly not trusting God for my future. Why can't I accept the perfect way God made me? For me, it took time and people. But I believe God has slowly turned around the statements that I used to believe about myself and helped me to celebrate me. As I said, we both suffered from the same issues around accepting ourselves and loving ourselves. Both of us were desperate for love and family. And as we reached our 30s and then 40s, it was difficult to not lean on each other and become much closer again, spending most of our time together. Both of us began to fear that a partner and children were not a part of our stories. Our relationship was further challenged when Sarah met her now wife and began exploring a relationship with her. I had always known that one of us getting married and settling down would be hard, but I had not imagined it to be with a close girlfriend who we were both spent a lot of time with. They are married now and have two wonderful children who are very close in age to Sophie and such a blessing to us as a family. But this really shook me. 
I felt like I lost my sister and my friend overnight. Again, in my loneliness, I was drawn very close to God. And having had counselling before, I knew I needed some help now to navigate this unique situation. Although I would, although I would say I never felt depressed, just lost and grieving for my sister, I decided I needed medication and had weekly counselling sessions too with a very good counsellor. I can remember saying to her, I, I know I'll be okay, but I just don't know how to navigate this next part of my life. I don't know how to just be me. For someone just turned 40, I was a bit late in figuring all this out. But I did, and God has definitely made me new, made me someone who does love herself, does celebrate her unique identity as Jane and as a twin. After years of battling with my eating, body image and self-worth, I now feel whole. And I know that God has had his hand on me and, and my decisions all the way through. As Stephen preached recently, it's always been his plan A. Times of sung worship and music and dance have always been very powerful in bringing me closer to God. Other people's words are often so perfect at describing how we're feeling. I came across a song by David Walker that really spoke to me about how I used to feel about myself. It reminds me what God has done. These are some of the lyrics. I'll just read them out for us. Failure has called me friend, constantly condescends. Failure has called me friend. Fear has known my name, poisoned my heart within. Fear has known my name. But the cross says that I'm not a failure. The arms show how far love would reach. The nails driven into my savior are driving the fear out of me. The lies that condemn me are broken. Shackles are shattered by love. The word of the father has spoken and heaven declares it is done. So it is done. Although I looked, I couldn't find a way of sharing the song in the service in time. I should have asked him for help. Uh, as I've now found a YouTube video clip. Um, so I put a picture on the, on the uh, sc uh, screen, it's on the first one, just to remind me to say to you that, to encourage you to look up the song and listen to it if anything that I've said resonates with you. It's called It Is Done by David Walker and it's a beautiful song. So I was feeling whole but still longing for love and a family. I was dating, but trying to get my head around being single and just being a great aunt to my nieces and nephews. Insecurities didn't creep back in, but I definitely had a wife and a mother-shaped hole in me. And although I was trusting God, I didn't know what to do about the pain. Like others have said before me, church was sometimes a very painful place to be when you are surrounded by the things that remind you of what you want, but don't have. Then just before Christmas in 2017, when I was 42, I met this incredible man that I know God was holding on to for me. We often say, we didn't, why didn't we meet years ago? But we both know that God was still at work in both of us, and still is. We both needed that time to grow and to trust. With all the fun and excitement of a new romance, then an engagement, 
a wedding to plan, a new family to get to know, and a honeymoon to enjoy, we also knew that starting a family, which we both desperately wanted, would be a challenge. And it was. Time was not on our side. Being both in our mid-40s, we started IVF treatment and just trusted God would make us a family. COVID brought extra complications and we nearly didn't get treated at all. We thought if we wanted a family, we might have to look at other options. But with lots of prayer and support, we were allowed to start the treatment. And look what we got. God has, God has taken his time with me, but look what he's done. Sophie has been the most amazing blessing. And having a family is better than I could have imagined. I knew Stephen was going to ask me to do one of these Why I Am a Christian talks this summer. And if I'm honest, I was really pleased. I happen to think these talks are a really great idea. Not only because it gives our preaching team a few weeks off, but because we get to hear people share in a way that mostly is only facilitated by years of friendship or maybe a glass of wine or two. Stephen gave us some advice about writing our talks. One thing he said was that we probably wouldn't have a problem keeping people's attention. By nature, we're all interested in each other. I put it more bluntly, we're all a little bit nosy. But actually, sharing like this is important. It's one of the reasons that I joined the home group here. If we want to be a community, a family, hearing others share in this way gives us a greater chance of connection, of understanding, of wondering, of feeling, which in turn should help us to love and support each other. He also encouraged us to listen to a few of the past recordings for, from over the years. I've listened to 16. I would really encourage you to dip into them if you can. They have been fascinating to listen to. So, the statement, why I am a Christian. I'm a Christian because what I've seen in my life and around me tells me that I can trust God for everything. He's always there, always faithful. He never lets me go. I'm a Christian because I've seen him heal people, make them whole, and more of what he created them to be. I'm a Christian because for me, our lives and the world don't make sense without God. The words of the song that we're about to sing in Christ alone have always summed up how I feel perfectly. I'm a Christian because everything I've shared with you tells me that he loves me and is by my side. I don't have to worry about anything and nothing can separate me from his love.